Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Snuggle up with those blizzard buddies, folks. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Unless you live in like Miami or Los Angeles where you don't get snow, then I don't know, keep on keeping on. A lot of us up here took on a whole bunch of the white stuff. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Welcome to the show if you are new. And well, you know what? Welcome back if you're not. I am your presently pantsless host here. Uh, if you are new to this program, this is a podcast where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love, taking your pants off, weird dick problems. And in this week's, uh, and in this week's case, the female reproductive system. <laughs> uh, this week we have on Claire, a former fan whore turned guest. Excited to share you with her in a bit. But first, just got one show date, people. I, I want to tell you all about this Sunday. I will be doing a roast battle at Comedy Fight Club on Sunday, January fifteenth. Okay, that's going to be at Lovecraft Bar down on the Lower East Side. It's at ten p.m. and it is free. If you've ever wanted to uh, watch me get called fat, unfunny, and balding uh, in a very creative fashion, come on out to Fight Club. You can also watch it on Periscope uh, at Comedy Fight NYC. That's going to be a good time. Uh, otherwise, head on over to manwhorepod.com for all your manwhore podcast needs. Over there, you can sign up for the mailing list. You can read my blog posts. You can buy me something nice on my Amazon wish list. You can see my upcoming comedy dates uh, and all sorts of fun stuff. Manwhorepod.com. If you can, if you're able to, which most of you all are, uh, I would really appreciate it if you can leave me a rating and or review on iTunes or the uh, the Apple Podcast app, either one, really makes a difference. It helps other people find the show. It helps people who did find the show know that this show is worth listening to. Have you ever stumbled upon a podcast, maybe looked interesting, and uh, then you, you click on it, and it's only got like two ratings, and one of them's a two-star? It's a very different impression than when someone clicks through and they see it's got like over 100 ratings and most of them are five-star ratings and positive reviews. You want to check that out, right? Well, please uh, do your part. It, it's really helpful for me and it only takes just uh, but a moment to do. And if you don't have iTunes or, or the Apple app, you know, if there's a way to leave some sort of uh, positive feedback on the app of your choice, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever, you know, please do so would be much appreciated. I want to take an opportunity uh, to congratulate Tim Bovitt on winning this week's Man Whore Podcast bonus episode giveaway. Yes, uh, Tim is the first of four winners this month to win uh, free access to all of the Patreon bonus episodes. Normally, those cost you $5 a month or more, but Tim is going to get all of them for free. There's over 30 episodes presently, and every month I put out another two to five bonus episodes, so uh, he's going to get to enjoy those for as long as I do them. Congratulations. So it's the new year. A lot of us say new year, new me, new stuff, new things. Well, uh, what's always fun about the new year is going on a site like Craigslist or uh, like any sort of casual encounter type of posting forum because, you know, every. 
the New Year's resolutions, yeah, lose weight, stop smoking, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people got those sexy New Year's resolutions, right? They want their first threesome, their first gangbang. Oh, shout out to all the couples making posts saying like, oh, we'd like to try our first gangbang. We want to do a respectful gangbang for her where you all humiliate the shit out of her. <laughs> so many of those on January 1st, January 2nd that I saw. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I wanted to read a couple that I found that were really actually pretty hot. One of which I, I, I'm like tentatively accepted for. We'll see if it happens. Uh, the first one is a Craigslist ad titled New Year, New Dick. In 2016, I finally took the plunge and stopped fucking my wimp husband completely and decided to turn him into the cuckold he deserves to be. <laughs> now that it's a new year, I'm looking to step up the cuckolding a bit and take it to the next level with a new, hopefully regular, alpha male bull. Guys, I will be uh, tr- attempting to play the role of alpha male bull. Looking for a man who is all man and proud to be all man. Need you to be the opposite of my passive small penis wimp of a husband. You should be fit, masculine, have a big dick, a confidence slash cocky attitude, and the ability to really take control of me and keep him in his place. You should be very rough in bed, dominant, and able to control situations. Um, Then she gives information about how uh, the age range she wants and where she's at. Uh, Yeah. So hopefully I will be uh, participating in such a thing, uh, and I'm going to have to step up my my cocky confidence. I sent her, uh, I sent her a good pitch email, I, and, and so a lot of you always like uh, Billy. You know how do I get how do I get a response uh, when I want to like do some fucking casual fun sex shit online? Let me give you an example of what I sent this woman, okay? A lot of y'all, I get emails a lot. I get messages on Reddit. How do I get to do this fun, crazy Craigslist shit? I will tell you how. I titled my response, he'll hold your hair back for me. Had to step up my cocky game. Uh, Hey, hon, I'm Billy, a 27-year-old comedian and sex podcaster. Already, it seems like I'm more interesting than your pathetic cuck husband. I've played in group scenarios and with couples in the past. Would be happy to display to your quote-unquote man what taking care of you looks like. I propose we three go out for drinks. On his dime, of course. We'll sit in a booth, flirt, and laugh, and have a grand old time. Occasionally, I will ask him a question about himself or his opinion, only to cut him off at some point because, hey, who really gives a shit? I'm there for the gorgeous gal and the wetness between her thighs. After a bit, we'll head back to your place where, at best, he'll be my sexual assistant and, at worst, be stuck in the corner, sadly stroking his tiny cock. Depends how I'm feeling. You and I will spend plenty of time rolling around with roaming mouths and hands until you're bent over looking at him with a huge smile on your face, looking at your husband as you get pounded by a stranger. Then I also attached a full picture, no no black bar over the eyes, full transparency there. And uh, and got myself a nice response. If y'all want uh, want an example, this is the ad. Uh, the next one is an ad on Reddit on r slash dirty r for r. It is uh, the ad amongst all ads that I think I've ever wanted to get a response for. Hoping and praying, kind of got my fingers crossed. It's such a hot scenario. If anyone in New York City is listening to this and wants to do this, fuck yeah. Okay. It's an F4M ad. Oh, uh, it's F4MMMM as in female seeking 
Mail for movies and mutual masturbation. Uh, I'm going to keep this brief. I frequently go to the movies alone because my gym is right next to a huge movie theater that I love because it's always empty. I can I can I can lay down and watch as many movies as I want and no one ever notices. Let me put you on to the pleasures of this perfect theater and in turn you can provide me with the pleasure of watching you jerk off while spoiler alert watching everyone in Rogue One fucking die and bonus you can see me and my adorable pussy come for you. Oh man, uh, that is such a hot scenario, and if she does not respond to me, I'm fucking stealing it. I want to do this really fucking badly. But I think it's a whole different thing when it's a chick proposing it than, than me, a fella. I think when it's me, and I'm saying, hey, let's just jerk off and not touch each other, I think it's, it sounds a lot creepier than when a woman pitches it. For me, I feel like if I'm pitching this type of scenario, I should be pitching we're going to do stuff with each other just to keep it vaguely normal. But super cool ad, and I hope you're all pursuing whatever your uh, sexy New Year's resolutions y'all might have for yourselves, for your lovers, your partners, your peoples. Because, hey, fuck it, this is the time to do it. As y'all know, uh, I do get emails uh, from time to time asking for advice, asking questions. Uh, I got this one in the past week, and it made me go, aww. It reads as this. Uh, he he asked not to be named, so I'm just going to call him Jay. And it's a different Jay than last week's Jay. I'm in my mid-50s and have been married for 30 years. I am a type 2 diabetic and have been having some of the vascular complications from the condition, namely erectile dysfunction. I have a Cialis prescription that works great, but another issue has become aggravated. I'm having trouble climaxing. This happened way back in my early days, probably due to fear of getting the girl pregnant. Yeah, it happened much in the last few decades, maybe one in 20 times. And Jesus, in the last few decades, I hope you have not only had sex 20 times. I hope you just mean generally, I hope you just mean generally it's one in 20 times. But in the last four encounters, it has happened twice. This last time, my wife got very upset and was worried I no longer find her attractive. She, off, she even offered me a don't ask, don't tell deal for me to find someone else to have sex with. I was shocked and tried to assure her that wasn't it. It was likely my diabetes getting in the way, and I wasn't interested in having a side piece. Aww. I don't know what I can do or say to make her understand it isn't her fault. Also, any suggestions as to what I can do to make it more likely I can seal the deal. I don't lose my erection, but I just can't seem to cross the finish line. Thanks. Oh, Jay. Okay. Oh, man. Um, that sucks for all sorts of different reasons, dude. Okay, let's see. Uh, I can't offer tips on how to climax because I'm not a doctor and I don't know the particulars of type 2 diabetes. If I had gotten this email before I recorded this episode with Claire, I would have asked her because she is a um, in the medical field. As we discuss, actually, you know what? I'm recording this Friday with Dr. Sarah, and I will try to remember to ask her, and maybe she can uh, answer that. And you won't hear the answer to that for weeks and weeks and weeks until her episode goes out. But hey, why not? Okay. So I can't really give you uh, info on that. I don't want to give you false, false intel other than just, you know, try different things, you know, uh, maybe, maybe masturbation, maybe it's oral, maybe it's a sex toy. 
um, it's possible you just there's a new way for you to come that you don't even know about yet. But you can focus less on the climax and more on pleasure, which I'm always a big fan of. I'm a big proponent of that. You know, this is America. If you can't reach your goal, redefine the goal. Works well for public schools. Uh, as for your wife, her insecurity isn't your fault. Insecurity is a personal emotion. That's a her problem. It's not you're you're not responsible for it. You can be there for her to talk it out and to be supportive, but that is an emotion she's got to take care of herself. All you can do is reassure her with your words and actions. She's likely tying the male climax to a successful sexual encounter, as many women are raised and brought up to do, especially those um, of y'all's age. So talk to her. Tell her that sex doesn't always have to result in a male climax or, or even a male erection, mind you. Shift some of the focus on her pleasure. Oral, toys, massage. Hopefully, the more she comes, the less she'll be focused on your boner. You can also try some you-centric activities where your erection is optional to alleviate the stress. Try erotic massage, her, her massaging you. Try a vibrator under the hood of your cock. Um, that that uh, frenulum orgasm I'm always talking about that's so amazing. You can buy uh, the pulse. If, uh, if the code manwhore doesn't work at checkout, let me know, and I'll I'll go I'll go in my emails and find the old promo code. You can even do like soft bodily touches, things where you coming is not the expectation, but hey, would be a happy surprise. From what I hear, as you get older, you you got to get more creative with redefining sex. But uh, I think age comes with wisdom or some shit. So I hope some of that helps, man. If all else fails, just like hold her close like Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting and say, like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And she's gonna shove you off and be like, Don't fuck with me, Sean. And you just go like it's not your fault. And then you all can like maybe hate fuck. Maybe, maybe that's the key. Maybe that'll make you come. Role playing Robin Williams, how can you feel more powerful than that? Rest in peace, Peter Pan. Okay. What else we got on the docket? Okay, so uh, as I uh, announced earlier, Tim had won access to those Patreon bonus episodes that you get at the $5 or more level on Patreon. Well, uh, tomorrow I'm releasing a bonus episode with stand-up comedian and recovering sex addict, Jenny Young. We had a very cool conversation. You may have caught it on Periscope or Facebook Live if you're following me on either of those platforms. It's at the Billy Presida on Periscope. It's the Man Whore Podcast on Facebook. I am going to continue to live stream the recordings of episodes and bonus episodes whenever possible. And I can't always put out a definitive schedule. So you just want to follow those so you'll get updated when it's happening. By the time you heard this, I've already recorded a new episode with a former flame and a very fun friend of mine, uh, Andrea Allen, fellow comedian, right? We recorded on Tuesday, and I was probably live streaming that as well. But you probably didn't know if you weren't following me on Facebook or Periscope. So right now, I want to play a clip of uh, my conversation with Jenny Young. It was really good times. Talked about sex addiction, what that means, what recovery looks like. What her rock bottom was is a really cool chat. So right now, I'm just going to play uh, this clip from that episode. 
You know, in S- so in SLAA, what do they tell you you got to stop doing? Like, so, yeah. what does it look like to get clean? So the so in AA, they have the no drink rule, right? right. So in SLAA, the way that translates, because Because you can't say, like, stop yeah, ob- fucking forever. Yeah, obviously you're not going to be like, okay, become a priest now. But, um, so, oh, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I feel like I look like shit. Okay, hold no, on. It's, 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 it. No, it's just funny because, um, the way you pushed it forward, the hair gets caught up, and before you comment, like, "Oh, you worried about how you looked," and I was like, "Not the hair, was, <laughs> yeah, like they're like sticking through." Now I look even worse. Great. No, okay, now, so. now, you're, now you're, you're fabulous. Okay, you're awesome. okay, fabulous again. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I uh, what, what were you talking about again? Um, oh, oh yeah. So getting they, getting clean. The bottom line. So it's called bottom lines. Okay. So you get a sponsor and you start doing the steps. So at the beginning of the steps, you set the bottom lines, which is just a tiny part of the whole process. It's not like you set it and you're done. But it's like in the very, very beginning, you talk with your sponsor about all your behaviors and the worst things that you compulsively do. Because if it's compulsive, it's uh, addictive. So say you are one of those super masturbating people mm. and you masturbate at the you know at the dinner table when your parents are there, even though you're not to them, but like you just can't stop. You just don't give a shit. Okay. So then masturbating becomes something that you can... No masturbating at the dinner table. That becomes like one of the bottom lines. Um, Living and, room's fine, son, just not yes, when there's chicken exactly. on the table. <laughs> exactly. And baby then, steps. Baby steps, yeah. <laughs> so mine was stuff like, um, like I, I don't even remember specifically because it was such a long time ago, but it was, um, oh, one of them is like no, um, you know, con- no texting uh, exes or no contacting them in any way whatsoever because, okay. you know, you can contact them through online or you can stalk them or whatever, but also no stalking them is a huge thing. No, <laughs> yeah. That, that problem for you? <laughs> that is a huge problem for me. I have to block them. I have to block them Otherwise or else you're going to stalk stalked. the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people do that and it's horrible. It's just like Jenny Young, stalker. Yes. Yes, or former stalker. <laughs> former stalker. Stalker and uh, recovery. I, I try not to do any of that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so you just become like you just try to become a person who doesn't do those things. You let it go. And you have that you have it on the list, and that's where you start off as not mm. doing those things that clearly bring you back into like being fucked up and losing control of your behaviors because it's never like one thing is is the thing that's gonna set it off. It's always a it's always a chain reaction. Like say I do stalk someone online. Yeah. Let's just say. Yeah, let's just say I happen to stalk a guy. It's no big deal, but I'm doing a little stalking. So I'm like, like, oh, what's it going to hurt to check his page? Then I check his page. Then I'm like, oh, what's going to hurt to like like a picture? I like the picture. Oh, what's it going to hurt to like hit him up on a message? Then I send a message to him. And then the message leads to like, oh, like, do you still, still think about like fucking me or something like that? And then he'll obviously be like, Oh, absolutely. You know, like I think about it all the time. And then by that point, I'm like way too far gone. There's no stopping the conversation at right. that point. So if you enjoyed uh, that, that that teaser clip, if you want to hear more, you can pledge at the uh, $5 level or more. You can, get access, you can get access to that bonus episode and dozens more. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash podcast, uh, pledge $5 a month or more. You'll get access to all of those on your podcast app. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Okay, now on to Claire. Uh, Claire actually started off as an email, just an, an email asking for some advice. 
gave her that. Uh, I think like weeks or months later, she hits me up. She says, hey, I'm going to be in New York on this particular weekend. Would you like to get together? I say, "Uh, yeah, sure. She was really cute. So why wouldn't I? And this was likely, uh, you know, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, Turns out there was a naked party I was invited to. Not a sex party, but just like a a nudist like gathering. I was I had never been before, but I was I was going to go and just check it out and hang. And I pitched it to Claire and Claire was like, sure, let's fucking do it. And uh, we met up. we, We go all the way fucking uptown. Turns out that my friend got into a fight with her boyfriend. So she was no longer going to the party and we were not allowed to go without her. So we we were all packed up and ready to strip down. But now we lost our invite and we're in Harlem. So we just headed downtown and, you know, things unravel from there. We we talk about it. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to me with Claire. How loud do I have to be? It's a little more. More loud? That's perfect. Do you feel like like you're shouting? That's like my yelling voice. But like your yelling voice, I feel like is a normal normal person talking voice. That that's that level. It's like what I talk normally. Maybe I'm just a loud, boisterous person, crazy person. I might be. I'm a quiet person. (laughs) I'll work on speaking loudly and clearly. No, you're doing just fine. Um, I'm working on geriatrics right now. Some old people. Yeah. Use your geriatrics voice. I'm used to yelling at them. What? It's B12. <laughs> B12, Larry. Do you know what year it is? What year is it? Who's the president? No, no it's not right. Too, too advanced. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's like too close to home to be like, they're still oh. mad about it being a black guy in office. No, they're not aware. That they're not aware? They know it's Barack Obama, but they just, they're like, let's just not show them a picture. No, they just keep it. like the 70s. <laughs> Or earlier than that. They have no idea. All right. Well, uh, well, Claire, thanks for coming out to Brooklyn. Yes. Much appreciated. Thank you for coming to Brooklyn and using your, your outside using voice. using my big girl voice. I didn't want to be condescending and say that. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's hashtag with her would, would then yell at me. I'd be in big trouble. Yeah. All the blocks. They'd be yeah. like, who's this podcaster telling women to use their big girl voice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thanks for coming out. So this is um, this was interesting. You started as a listener, indeed, I did, and now here you are as a guest. Yes, here I am. So that happens. Does it happen a lot? How many times? A select few times. I don't know. Am I special? Is what I'm asking. You know what's really funny <laughs> is literally right before. Do you want to know how how gross I am? Literally right before we start, I get a, a, a text from Emily, who she was on the podcast a while ago, uh, Emily, Canadian Emily, okay. and says, uh, <laughs> I had sent out a, a thing to patrons asking, hey, do you, does anyone have a question they want me to ask mm-hmm. this person who started as a listener and is, is now coming on the show? Uh-huh. And she writes, Billy Presida, making me feel less special one email <laughs> at a time. I'm sorry, Emily. I didn't. I never pretended you were the only one. Uh, I think I've. I think I've fooled around with like five listeners. That might be okay. off by one or seven. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All also, right. sometimes like the people who go to the sex party I go to, like also the people who listen. go to my. Yeah, some of them will come up to me and be like, "Oh, I. Li- I li- it's kind of weird. Um, it's kind of odd. Hey." I'm- 
how you doing? Um, I shouldn't say his full name. That's that's not cool. <laughs> Maybe he'll appreciate it. Yeah, he yeah. Get called out for that creepiness. Yeah, uh, I don't try to. Like, I don't. I don't think I'm like predatory. I didn't. I didn't like prey upon you as a listener, right? No, no. I feel like I don't. I think we talked about this when we hooked up. That I, you have to call your shot. Yeah, you know. So I knew what my goal. You have to make goals, I you, guess. And you knew what your I goal knew what was. My goal was. I achieved my goal. And you achieved your goal. I left the city and went back. <laughs> you you achieved your goal. You slept with the man whore. <laughs> uh, mission accomplished. Okay. Yeah. Well, because there's something to be said. I feel like there's uh like people who do like a show or even just like I don't know anyone who's on a stage. You know, sometimes they'll use that to try to get laid, and I'm trying to be very conscious of that where I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't know, use like a, I, I use the word power very loosely here. <laughs> I have no power. I have a microphone. That's about it. But yeah. I don't want to like use that to like, I don't know, manipulate women into my bed. Yeah. Um, that's never fun. Doug Stanhope does bits about how like, you know, from stage he looks great. So, and they'll go, he looks out of shape, but oh my God, he's so funny. And then they sleep with him after they see him naked. They're just like, oh my God, you know, he has this whole bit where he doesn't act out call like, the girl calling her friend the next morning uh-huh. of just like carol i shouldn't have done it and it's <laughs> his skin looked like fried chicken skin hanging off the bone and i don't want i don't want to be that guy yeah i don't know i was actually i was talking with my friend last night about um so i hooked up with this guy last week mm-hmm. who we've been you know flirting for a while He's a doctor, surgeon. Ooh. So good looking. Good hands. Like you would think, you, you know, would, oh no. you would think <laughs> that he would have some confidence. But the thing is, they're all just, they're too smart. So they don't have any social skills. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so awkward. It's so bad. Yeah, you keep telling me about how the doctor, because you know you just finished in med school, uh, and you're telling me how all these doctor people are so awkward. They're so awkward. Anyways, but like not, that was not the point of my but, story. Oh, but that's the but that's the point <laughs> that's of, I want to I want to make is like uh, I want to know why they're they're so strange at dating because they went you know 22 years with 26 years without ever talking to a girl just. <laughs> reading books and now it's like oh i'm actually a doctor now not just a doctor i'm a surgeon all the sex appeal with none of the confidence yeah or like social skills i guess so we were we hooked up and his penis was very you know penis skin is usually very soft uh yeah typically yeah it's like very soft skin yeah it was not soft it was like very rough like chafed dry feeling Ooh. do you have any thoughts on what that would be uh i mean i well one i have no medical degree nor have i pursued one uh i only have my personal experience of i have chafed my dick many a time yeah does it feel rough like what happens is like it just here's the thing baby oil as i hold up a bottle feels so good uh until after and then you're like that was a poor decision does it dry it out it does that and then i also i think if i get like a crumb or anything, a speck of anything on my hand. Yeah. I feel like it turns it into, goes from being just a speck of whatever, and the baby oil turns into a dagger. And okay. it just slices up the side of my dick, 
and it's just so just the the part that my hands on so like the top left will because i'm a lefty will just get all chafed and i can't fuck anyone for five days i wonder if that's it he, he could be uh he could have poor masturbation habits or he's sticking just, his dick in meat grinders on the I weekend know. i don't know maybe he might be i'm so curious though so he I needs he should <laughs> masturbate with lube uh or even a lotion is better but some like proper lubricant not uh baby, not oil. baby oil i'll ask him about it but it was bad so i wasn't gonna hook up with him again but like now i want to know one why was his dick so rough yeah and two like we didn't have sex so i want to know how bad this actual sex would be so it's like investigative promiscuity yeah yeah you know you just have to like fulfill that curiosity you have you you're you're a woman with missions and goals they're <laughs> exactly. not always goals My to goal. come their goals are just they're sexual in nature and i i have to figure something out yeah <laughs> it's like i gotta figure out what's wrong with his dick i gotta figure <laughs> out if that man whore guy is as good as some people pretend he is uh <laughs> wait so now um wait so you didn't sleep with the guy no no but that's that's my next goal that's the know? next goal <laughs> he another like the awkwardness of him you know it took him six months to make any move okay um and then we make out for like 10 minutes and he's like should i get a condom like no that's not that's not the move it's, you, you've skipped a lot of steps there sir a few, a few steps in between yeah. oh no oh no it's like you went from zero to 60 too fast you can't do that you end up chafed someone gets hurt exactly you're already chafed we don't want <laughs> wait no come on wait wait describe the texture of this penis well i know he always talks about how sensitive and dry his skin is so i was like maybe it's just dry skin you know when you have dry skin yeah but like was it like rough. the whole cock or was it like a section of it like when i when i do that when that happens to me it's just one specific area it's like the top left quadrant uh it felt like all of it. All of it. It's like reptile skin. Kinda. Could he just have a condition? Could this be? No, uh, I was hoping he would tell me. Should you offer to have a threesome with him and the dermatology student? I should. And be like, hey, bring the dermatologist. You, he thinks it's going to be a really hot thing, but she's like, hey, I need a consult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why am I wearing a gown? It's a role play. It's a <laughs> we're doing a role play. Very intense role play with labs. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Can you not do like the doctor type role play? Is that just um, too real? I don't, I'm not into any role play. <laughs> no? So, no. I don't think that's related to profession, though. All right. Well, uh, let's go back to, to like where we met because I thought that was – that's very – it's not just a typical like someone reached out and then we met up. We had like – we had a goal. We had a mission. We did. That we <laughs> failed we on. We failed. Um, we didn't fail. It wasn't really our fault. Failed. My my friend failed. Your my friend, friend did not. <laughs> friend, hopefully someone who will do the podcast, um, if I can get her to do it. But she told us we could go to this naked party. Yeah. And she was going to go with her her guy. And then like the night of said, hey, I can't go. Just drama, whatever. Yeah. You can still go. I'm like, great. We got like all the way up. We got like far uptown. We like got a significant distance up yeah. there. And then fucking, she's like, oh, by the way, yeah, I didn't know you guys can't go. Yeah. Without sad. me. And we were like, what? Like, we've got we've got towels. We got booze. <laughs> we're ready to, like, we're ready to go get naked with some people. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. then that fell through. 
Now, but now, how did that come to pass? I don't exactly remember. Um, first of all, the booze we had was the peach vodka that multiple guests have referenced because it's still here. It's, it's right still there. Here. It's right there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've heard either people I- make fun of it, and it's just because <laughs> they haven't tried it. It is delicious. It's either because I'm nostalgic or I don't like peach <laughs> vodka. <laughs> well, it's I'll like take they that with decide. me when I go today, if you want. Oh no, no, I would love to keep it. It's it's a nice. <laughs> I enjoy it there. <laughs> it adds to the feel. Um, anyways, I emailed you after you said something sappy on your podcast one day that hit a nerve with me. Okay. I do that often. Yeah. Who there's no telling which episode that was. I've you know, I cry a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I emailed you. Yeah. And then like, okay, I'm coming to the city in a couple weeks. Yeah, but like how did we go from you coming to the city to naked party? That I, I don't remember. I was like, I'm going to be in the city visiting a friend in a couple weeks. And you were like, oh, I have a naked party that week. you want to go? <laughs> that sounds like, like me. Sure. That sounds like me just pitching <laughs> absurd ideas uh, to people who gave no indication they were interested in yeah, such a no, thing. Yeah, no, there wasn't any lead up to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Just, nope. <laughs> went led with it that sounds like me yeah i'm the i'm the guy who just talking to a tinder date might casually be like so you want to do like some stranger play uh i'm just fingers crossed like a fucking idiot uh, well the worst that can happen is they say no right? cor- that's correct that's correct but if you have like 23 mutual friends that also mm. may be 23 mutual people <laughs> who find out yeah, you know, I met with your friend. On, I, I talked to your friend on Tinder, and all of a sudden, he said, "Hey, can I come into your uh, unlocked apartment while you're blindfolded?" Yeah, sometimes I don't make the best <laughs> pitches. <laughs> well, it's worth it, yeah. you know. Well, we made the best of the night. I like to yeah. think, you know, we w- went down to Washington Square Park. We drank the peach vodka yeah. in the park, like homeless people or college students, whichever you prefer. Yeah, and uh, and then we ended up in uh, a side street. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, you sorry. You forgot blowing me on a side street. <laughs> like Coming in the back to me in now. the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I ever ate pussy on a sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. That one tends to be a little bit more difficult to do. I was wearing a skirt. Yeah. It was but I just feel like w- when you're a guy and she's standing up and you're also trying to be discreet in public. Yeah. There's a lot of like head cranking. I don't you think gotta we do. were trying to be that discreet. If I recall. If, if, if we recall. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure people pass by at some point. Yeah. But uh, Minetta Lane, everyone, if you need a good public sex sidewalk in New York City, Minetta Lane is great. It's, uh, it's yeah. nondescript. It's off to the side. No one walks down it. Yeah. It's safe. I had a good time. Yeah. That was, that was good. Mission, mission accomplished, mission as you call it. Have you ever done anything in public like that before? No. No? No. I've been like skinny dipping in the beach at the beach. Have you done anything like that since? No. No. Okay. No. Would you call that the most exciting thing you've done sexually? Is the riskiest thing. Riskiest. What's the most exciting thing you've done? Um, I don't know. I don't do very many exciting things. things. Well, I mean, you are like a a rich white woman named Claire in Connecticut. I mean, 
So I mean, all right. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't really have any stories that I can recall right now. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I'll think well, about it. Well, it's just all your stories that you tell me about are so sad. I wanted to get like a happy <laughs> one in there. I mean, I guess yeah, sure. Pub- like uh, public oral sex uh, on a on a sidewalk in New York City is positive. And then we can just delve into all the shitty dudes you date. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that could last for a a long time. That could be a series of podcasts. I could start my own podcast. You could start your own podcast. Yeah. Of uh, (laughs) dick dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll think about it. Guys who fucked me over. That's. Oh, wow. There's a a podcast. (laughs) Uh, Well, now I feel like I need to think of a good story. No, no. I'll keep, I'll keep thinking about it. Okay. Oh, my recent ex, who was a, not a bad guy. He was a good guy. Um, yeah, yeah. That was the, the case of like the guy who's too nice. Too... But something was... Well, what you were saying before was that the, you had sexual chemistry. And oh, very yeah. often, the nice guy syndrome is that the guy is too nice that he's not sexually excited. Yeah. And that's why t- people will typically dump him. Yeah. So that what, wasn't it. what was missing with this guy? Um, I think part of it is I uh, am not good at letting people be nice to me. Oh, so that okay. went against my uh, type. Um, An emotional masochist. Yeah. Yes, indeed. He was not a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> he was another grad student, but mm-hmm. not, you know, not a doctor or lawyer. He's a musician. So it's, it's just a very different intelligence than what i have which i it is harder for me to talk to and connect with so how do you with that with that was that's left brain right yes so with that left brain mentality i mean how do you connect with people to get to the point you get naked with them like where's the Uh, flirtation come from you're drunk at karaoke that's that's your flirtation (laughs) style drunk at karaoke (laughs) that's how it starts yeah okay I was trying to try something different, aka a nice person, um, and it was really nice. It was nice to be loved and have someone be nice to me. Um, but I don't, I, I couldn't keep that happening. And he moved away, and I'm moving to the other side of the country. So, did you love him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you told him that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's also the best sex I've ever had. Now, what makes that the best sex? I mean, first off, he doesn't have reptile skin on his dick. That's a good start. Very soft penis. Very soft penis. A very soft. (laughs) But hard. What we mean, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Rigid, (laughs) but soft. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with soft penises. (laughs) However, uh, she's looking for the stiff ones. Okay. Um, he had a great penis, has a great penis. What makes a penis great? Uh, Besides the, the baby soft smoothness. Soft. Yes. And that it exists. What other qualities do you look size. for? Yeah. What's a, what, what size are we talking here? What's a good size for you? Uh, you could, you, you could tell me when. <laughs> uh, probably like. This. Stop it. That's. Yeah. That's eight inches. Is that Oh, that's a that's a lot. That's definitely a plus size cock. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely big and and girthy. girthy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
and it just hit, you know, the right way. Hit the right spot. He's a trombone player, so good good mouth skills. Good mouth skills? Good mouth skills. Okay. I did not know the uh, the instruments, uh, the oral instruments. It's not a woodwind. It's brass. I didn't know brass players. Because I don't know. I feel like feel like a reed player a reed like a woodwind i feel like they would have more tongue action involved <laughs> whereas in i feel like the brass is more of just blowing i feel like they no, would give good blow jobs to, i don't know i don't know anything about music that was another issue with the relationship is i don't we have very different interests which can be a really good thing but can also limit conversation sometimes like your conversations would be hey claire like have you heard this grateful dead album and you'd be like hush i'm studying <laughs> I feel like that's your interest. Uh, well, he's like a classical music orchestra symphony kind of thing. So he'd be like, "Oh, have you heard this? Whatever, whatever." Fuck classicals. Ever since that that chick broke the opera singer broke my heart. Yeah. I'm against classical music yeah. now. Fuck it all. Did she try to make you listen to classical music? And you're just like, they all sound the same to me. She took me to a symphony. She took me to the uh, to the Met. Yeah, which is like nice. But I was making comments the entire time. Exactly. Like I was like, ro- I was roasting people <laughs> on the stage, but quietly to her. She kept trying to be like, shh. I'm like, yeah, but no, but like, doesn't he look like Mr. Ed? Um, That's what I would do too when we'd go to music. I'd be like, yeah, making fun of people. And he'd be like, shh, listen. I'd be like, that guy, there's a guy sleeping on the stage. How am I the only one who sees this? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you get like that where someone who you love breaks your heart and then it ruins a thing for you that you associate with them? Yeah. Because like yeah. I'll never enjoy opera music now. Yeah. That will never happen. Yeah. What what what's like that for you? Um, football, the Broncos, a little bit. Someone ruined football for you. Uh. Let's murder him. <laughs> How dare he ruin a great American pastime? It's not totally ruined. I. I'll watch it again now, but for a while, it was really sad. Uh, did he ruin the team or just the whole sport? The team. We're okay. both from Denver, but we met out in Connecticut. And how did he ruin it? Well, how was he a shithead in your how life? How was he a shithead? He was the first shithead that I met at Oh, he was school. your first shithead. That's I, so cute. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, we lived in the same apartment building, which is a bad idea. Is this the guy you were seeing around the time we hooked up a couple times where there was that asshole? No. No? Okay. It's a different, different asshole. One. Okay. Yeah. Continue. It's a law student. Uh, lived in my building. He was walking out one day wearing a Colorado shirt, and I was like, oh, my gosh, are you from Colorado? I'm <laughs> from Colorado. And then things were good for a while. We I knew this to- relationship was doomed. <laughs> it started so basic. It was so nice. I saw a sweatshirt that had country. You know, when you're in Connecticut, but you're from Colorado, it's you know you're looking for something to connect with somebody about. How were you dating in uh, high school? How was your like confidence and sexuality back then? I don't know if we've talked about. No, we never have. That's why I asked. This This is me, Ah, Claire. I don't care that you're moving in two weeks. I still want to get to know you. Um, yeah, you've already fucked me, but I still want to get to know you. <laughs> so I didn't date in high school. Um, mostly, I think boys are were just dumb. Okay. Yeah, uh, not really worth my time. Did they hit on you? Because you're very um, you're very attractive. So I'm assuming you, you. But you also look like 
the Connecticut white girl who like also was pretty in high school <laughs> and you were pretty in college and you'll keep pre- being pretty for throughout the rest of your life. Um, you look like you're going to age well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I hope so. I've been putting cream on. I'm starting <laughs> to think about that. Um, I played sports in high school and in college. So I was athletic and then I, but I was also very studious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was friends with all the like popular girls uh, through sports or whatever. Um, but didn't talk with the guys very much just because I had no interest at that point. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I guess I was like loosely associated with them, but didn't well, when did you lose time. your virginity? Interesting question. Oh, so, is it? <laughs> I didn't date in high school until my senior year. Uh, my parents got divorced or were starting the process of getting divorced, and I did not speak to a man for two years. Because of the divorce, or I was just very upset at my father, uh, and just was like, men are terrible. Well, My opinion I, hasn't changed. That I, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> when you tell me about all the men that you you date or fuck, I have a pattern. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I started dating one of my my best friend, who is also a girl. What? Yeah. I had no idea. For two years. And for two years. Yeah. How did I not know this? I don't know. It didn't come up. It didn't come out. <laughs> Wow, I had no yeah. idea. I would have never guessed. I was going to joke at some point during the show where we talk about all your shitty guys. We're going to be like, hey, you ever just uh, consider going the <laughs> other side? And apparently you've been there. I tried it. Been there. It was not for me. It was not for you, but no. you, women, pussy, what what aspect? Uh, both. Both? Definitely not into vaginas, though. And you took, but you stuck around for two years. It was long distance. Right. So you only had yeah. to. You only so had to eat like her out occasionally. Came, I never did. You never did it. Yeah. Oh, you're the you're I so know. bad. I know. I'm your poor into your it. poor ex girlfriend. Yeah. So that was two years. Now, how did you identify back then? Did you like were you like I'm a lesbian? Fuck men. Let's exterminate them and and milk them for semen. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> more yeah, or less. at that point, I hadn't had sex with a guy, and I was like, I'm gonna be a gold star lesbian. I'm never gonna have sex with a guy. <laughs> That didn't, happen, that didn't happen, obviously. Um, yeah. When so when you're dating a woman for two years, yeah. Now, she, so she was your best friend, and just it was like we should date. Yeah. So she is a lesbian, <gasps> right? She's, right. Yes, she's very lesbian. At what point in this two year relationship do you realize I don't think I like pussy? Did Did you love her? Yeah. So you did love her. Yeah. But was it romantic love or was it more platonic? No. No. I don't know. You know, when you're 18, everything doesn't make sense, anyways. So, I mean, I fell I in love know. with anyone who just spoke to me for exactly. five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But was that real love? No. Exactly. No. So, so, I don't so know. you date two years ago. When did you realize, like, at least the genitalia was not a match? Like, the whole time. The whole time? More or less. Yeah. So, how, why did you, why'd you do it? Why were you in the relationship? Um, it was not a great time in my life. Okay. Um, so it was right when my parents were getting divorced. It was when I moved to the West Coast for college. Um, 
which is a hard time. Big transitions is the first time I got depressed and was dealing with that. Um, and I guess it's just nice to have someone there. I was Would she do stuff to her. you? Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah. using her for a sweet, sweet lesbian tongue. That <laughs> More for the emotional support. I was going to say you were like almost going to be a gold star lesbian and almost a gold star heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> Not eating pussy yourself. <laughs> yeah. So she's like so, a best friend you, you made out with. Yeah. Who is definitely into you. So did you break up with her? Um, I find this I fascinating. I I cannot. I've I never think, pictured you with I, women. Yeah. Well, it has, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> I tried it, uh, but I definitely am not. I'm not bisexual. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lesbian. I'm very straight. So how's the, how's the relationship end? The relationship ended. Uh, I think it was a long time coming because I'm not a lesbian, and I think she finally. Re- you know, it's like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Right. You're like using me for emotional support. Uh, and it's, I'm not, it's not okay. But couldn't, so, so she broke up with you. Yeah. But why didn't y'all just be friends then? Why, why not just acknowledge, look, clearly you're not into women, but we love each other in a very serious way in some form or fashion. Why not just be like, yeah, like friends are emotional support to one another. I lean on my friends when I'm crying about someone. Yeah, but it's like if that friend loved you and wanted to date you. Yeah. Okay, so she just couldn't handle being friends with you. Yeah. Did she f- put the first moves on you? Um, I think she... Was it, it drunk was, karaoke? Was no, it, <laughs> it was sober. Very sober. Um, There was definitely like flirtation for a while. But she didn't want to, you know, like I knew she was a lesbian. Yeah. And she had the haircut. I... <laughs> <laughs> Did she? She does now. <laughs> she does now. <laughs> um, so I, she, but I was straight. Um, and so she didn't want to, you know, yeah, make yeah, a move yeah. on me if I wasn't. So I, I believe me in the first minute. She's like me. She doesn't want to be predatory. Whether you're a lesbian, yeah. you know, a straight girl, or you're a podcaster yeah. talking to a fan, you don't exactly. want to be. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. That that's certainly. So when did you finally hook up with men? Um. So I had like made out with guys and stuff in high school and stuff. Um. And then I dated her for like the first two years of college almost. Um. And then I guess the beginning of my junior year mm-hmm. started hooking up with guys how was that was there a part of you like oh man what i've been missing out yeah i was like this feels this feels more great. right <laughs> yeah okay. okay yeah and then ever since then it's been shitheads yeah more yeah. or less i'm so sorry that's okay yeah this this stories you tell me of dudes are just they, they don't even give you like basic decency i know what would you say, say some common factors are in the type of men you date or sleep around with i I hesitate to say date because some of them it sounds like you're sleeping with them and want to date them and they're just like nah bro yeah uh emotionally unavailable would be the first word to describe all of them all right um again they're all very smart men who have worked their entire life to get you know to one of the top med schools or law schools in the country and their career is definitely first, which is understandable. And you're like early mid twenties that, and that's what you've worked for. Mm. Um, 
so they're definitely career oriented, which makes them unavailable, I guess, in some ways. Are you emotionally available being in a, on a similar track? Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. I'm not the same level of crazy as they are into <laughs> career and whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, what, so what has been the bad decisions you're making now? You were uh, saying before you move, cause I say you were moving and you're not sound like you're trying to get a boyfriend right now, but oh yeah, still doing things. Yeah. Well, this guy, the soft, the hard, the hard, the, the hard, rough, soft, rough penis. You like, you like a soft, hard penis, but he has a hard, soft penis. Correct. Yeah. Yes. That is accurate. Uh, and yeah, he's just being a dick, you know, the usual, the way they all are like, well, have you thought about going to the other side? No, (laughs) no. Get with Um, like an asexual lesbian. uh, But I, no, I much prefer. So I didn't talk to men for two years, but now I much prefer to hang out and talk with men over women. Like most of my friends are guys. Yeah. So I made a, Total 180. Total switch, yeah. 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 When we hung out that one time with uh, a group of your friends in Brooklyn, I feel like there was a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember who was there. I know one of my guy friends was there, but I think it was his friends who were girls with us. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Well, you're moving to a, a great new city. Yeah. Uh, a city where. A guest who I think his episode will be coming out several weeks after yours. Uh, he wrote this book called Datanomics. His name is John Berger. And he says that uh, part of the problem with women in dating is that the cities they're in, their gender ratios uh, are the issue. He says, it's not you, it's the ratio. So like somewhere like here in this the greater New York City area, uh, he said New York City has, I think it's like three college-educated women to, for every two college-educated men. That's a terrible ratio because if one and one of them pair off, now it's two to one. And so the, he's saying that uh, cities where there's more women than men, that there's a sluttier culture because the guys kind of have their pick of the litter. They can just sit back and just you know collect the Tinder swipes. Whereas yeah. in uh, y'all are just trying to compete. For, so you might be willing to be more promiscuous because you're like, well, there's not many men. I'm trying to get this one to stick around. But if you go to a city like Denver where there's more college-educated men than college-educated women – you should have a, there's a more monogamous lifestyle because the men are competing for fewer women. Now, I don't like the gender role shit that goes on throughout the book, but the guy's got a point because he crunched a bunch of census data. And uh, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But even within that city, so I'll be in the hospital, working in the hospital. And we were talking about this before. In a hospital, there's, still a higher ratio there are a lot more women college educated women nurses um there's a lot more women to men ratio Mm -hmm. so even if i'm in denver and there are a lot more men within the hospital there's still going to be a lot more women that's and that's when you go and you got to branch out expand try speed dating that's a (laughs) a thing did i tell you that i host speed dating events now no (laughs) that's one of my several side gigs i've picked up uh since leaving the the day job how's it going uh i hosted my first one solo last week which to the people listening now was probably months ago um your episode i think like 144 which is you know way down the line 
So it went well. There, it, it was all good. There were a couple guys who wore fedoras during the speed dating event. I thought that was a poor decision. Yeah. Uh, there were three guys wearing hats. One was wearing a fit hat, and two men in their 40s wore fedoras during the dates. One woman was really bitchy about, like, she was, like, complaining. She's like, man, we're starting late. And I, <clears throat> I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got two people who say they're just around the corner, so we're just going to wait for them. She's like, I don't care about them. I want to start now. And I'm like, and you want to guess what profession she was? A lawyer. Doctor. <laughs> She's a plastic surgeon, used to running shit. She's used to everyone doing what she says. She's used to being in charge, and she couldn't stand that some 12-year-old uh, <laughs> with a beard was telling her, no, no, Anna, sit down. Oh, man. Did she uh, come out with a date after that? I don't know. We don't do the matches ourselves. They all do it on the website. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't see who matches with whom. Although what's nice is that uh, Amber, who runs the site, sometimes she'll put me in the pool. Mm-hmm. So like I've gotten matches. <laughs> I didn't even go on fucking dates. Aww. They were like, I didn't, you know, it didn't say too many words, but the host was cute. <laughs> so uh, I'm supposed to meet up with someone uh, in the next week or two who I met at the the twenty something. Uh-huh. Speed dating. So we'll see. Okay. There's another woman and I told her the open relationship and she wasn't it's about that. Either. But the other one was like, oh, it's not a deal breaker. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so what would she expect from you if she knows you're in an open relationship? I just won't become her boyfriend. So I, she would go in knowing it's <clears throat> just for hooking up. It's not necessarily. It could be that, but it's also not necessarily just hooking up. Uh, it could be a wide range of things. Really, the only thing off the table is a romantic relationship. There's just hooking up. There's one night stands. You could be friends. You could be friends who fuck around. Um, you can be civil people who just fuck and maybe get drinks once in a while. I mean, there's, I don't know, all sorts of degrees of uh, relationships. And I'm just saying there's like really only one relationship that is not possible. Okay. Yeah. But right. She seems cool. Teach, she teaches Krav Maga, and that's it. All right. I've always heard of that as like a side gig. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like on it's the on the weekend job. on the weekends, I teach some kickboxing. No, she that's all she does. So I know not to fuck with her. Yeah, because she'll kick the shit out of me. <laughs> Although I'm oh. I'm wondering if the tough girl aspect means that she's submissive in the bedroom. If she's fulfilling that stereotype or not, we'll see. But yeah. But speed dating in Denver could be an idea or who knows what. But I know I think it's going to be important for you to get outside of the hospital as as difficult as that can be. I know. Now, I, and I feel and here's why, how I feel when I look at the people who go speed dating. I feel like it, it runs a similar way for people who use like matchmakers, like paid services to help you get with other people like go on dates. You know, I feel like they're all people who make a decent amount of money, who have like higher up professions, doctors, lawyers, uh-huh. business people who have money to spend on that. Yeah. I mean, I know I know you're like going to be fresh into like your first <laughs> post school job. But is that something you could see yourself paying for using like a matchmaking service or or something of the like? Um, Not right now. I feel like. I'm 26. I can go out and meet people. Like I feel like if not you're at karaoke, old- <laughs> not at karaoke. No, that though. was the good one. No, but you that gotta. Good guy. I want you to branch outside of car- drunk karaoke. 
I don't want you to do sober karaoke because that should just no, not I'm exist. I'm not going to do sober karaoke ever. Um, yeah, I feel like a matchmaking thing would be good if you have, like, if you have kids or something. That's harder to find someone who, you know, mm-hmm. would be okay with that. And I don't know. You know, I rewatched the movie Magnolia recently. You know no. what's crazy is it reminded me that back in the day, they used to do dating services where, like, you just called. You had, like, a, a voicemail recording, and mm-hmm. people would call the number, and they would listen to a, a person say their, say their sales pitch for themselves. And then if they liked them, they could, like, leave, they could like hit the button, and they would yeah. they'd be like, oh, that's the person. I, you know, hey, I'm this person. Maybe we should meet. So it was all voice matching. Yeah. And that was, like, dating for a good chunk of people, these, like, voice. Yeah. Without like, knowing what they look like. It was like, like Match.com, but just with someone's voice on the phone. I was like, that's insane. But what if you show up and you don't, you aren't attracted exactly. to Exactly. It's a lot of effort to put into it. Haven't you heard a lot of ugly people with great voices? Sure. And haven't you like seen some beautiful people who are a horror show to listen to? <laughs> yeah. Like... I kind of need both. Like on Tinder, that's part of it. When I when I'm meeting someone for the first time from the internet, I kind of want to know what they sound like. Do you ever get Tinder like Tinder should do that? Tinder should do a little voice recording. Thing. Yeah, just like a little. You get like up to 15 seconds to say something, just so I can hear your voice. Yeah. How many times have you met someone you thought they're really cute, but you couldn't stand the voice? Has that ever happened? Um, a, a couple times, yeah. And I don't have to say that it's happened to me because listeners of the show, I don't know if you've experienced this listening, but like there are some people you've heard that I've hooked up with and you're like, oh my God, Billy, what the fuck <laughs> is that voice? Send her back to Long Island where she belongs. <laughs> That's the most common complaint I'll get the is Long the Island. Long Island and Jersey girls oh. or like anyone with a long guttural fry. Like the, uh, yeah, uh, I might fall into that category. Sucking your dick was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you fall into that too much. No. Okay. I'm trying to speak very clearly. You're using your big girl using voice. Using my big girl voice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I So your mission when we hooked up was to come in. You emailed me and you were like, you wanted to fool around. And so, and then we did later on after the, the back alleyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> encounter you came back and like we did finally have sex so uh i guess i think a lot of people would want to know is uh how and and by a lot of people i mean me uh how was i and then underneath that question i wrote really (laughs) uh first of all another one of my goals was if i remember correctly i didn't have a place to sleep that night (laughs) oh no claire you could have just you could have just blown me like that's no no i'm kidding no you could have just crashed you didn't have to fuck me too we didn't have here. sex that night um the first time we didn't have sex right. but the second time when you came back yeah. into the city we did yeah okay I, the, yeah those weren't the same time no, no, no. um you can be honest it's okay <laughs> i don't remember that much i, th- I feel so... like that I, I feel like that's an answer in and of itself <laughs> it wasn't terrible I guess if I don't remember. No, it. it's tepid. It sounds baseline, Billy. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Don't don't apologize. I just have to ask because when you say that you you had a mission to go fuck some guy who does a podcast you listen to, and some of the people 
who listen to this might be wanting to know that answer. Yeah. I kind of already knew that you weren't like in love with it. So like I already knew that. How? Why? I could just tell. Um, I mean, I, I felt like we had we both had fun on the street. Uh-huh. But that was oral sex, and I feel like that's easier. Yeah. And then I, th- I just think figuring out what someone's into, like, with penetrative, like, penis and vagina sex, mm-hmm. I feel like that can be more difficult. And kind of finding the ma- – especially trying to figure out on the first try. Yeah. And since we were only doing it that one time, then yeah. you're you're out. That can be challenging. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, you know, w- you're trying to make them make certain sounds – I mean, at least me, like I'm listening to hear like, what is she responding to? What is really not getting a response? Okay, Billy, that move's no good. Try this thing instead. And I feel like I just never really got a good click out of you where Uh I figured out what you liked. With me, it's easy. Let me get on inside and I'm probably having a good time. Yeah. I mean, on top of... complicated, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so long as I can tell you someone's not having a bad time. Yeah. Uh, although I do get more awkward, like when I can tell she's definitely not into it, yeah. then I'm just like, "Can we stop? Like, why? Let's. I don't. I'll go to the bathroom and jerk off. I don't need to. This is. We don't need to make this uncomfortable for both of us. Yeah. But yeah, no, I could. I could tell that when we were done. I was like, okay, I don't think she loved it. I hope she didn't hate it. And yeah. Yeah. Were, so were you a little disappointed? No. 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 Because I feel like if you listen to a guy talk about sex every week and then you're like, I want to have sex with him and it's not great. That's not like at all a letdown. It doesn't mean that you aren't great. It just means that we together. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not assigning myself myself worth to it. I'm just asking you if there was a letdown, if maybe you had an expectation in your head. Like there are certain women who I've wanted to have sex with like really badly. And then I had and once a couple times I've been lucky enough to have had sex with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like. This wasn't really as great as I was hoping. Yeah. Um, no. One of my life philosophies is to have low expectations. Oh, well, I'm glad I could trip <laughs> over your low expectation. <laughs> yeah. If you have low expectations, you're not ever disappointed. What's sad about that is that you have low expectations, and yet so many men <laughs> don't clear it, Yeah. apparently. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But imagine if I had high expectations and then that happened. But maybe if you had a higher demands, uh, people who saw the higher challenge would, who were worthy of it would be, yeah, they would either rise to it or the guys who are capable of it would see that and be like, ooh, that's intriguing. Let's go over here. This seems like a, I don't know, someone who demands some self respect. Yeah. Maybe you can find me. A nice man. Anyone in Denver? Thing. Hey, any guys, fellas? <laughs> she's cute. She's very attractive. She's got a great body. If anyone's interested, oh, thank you. Shoot me an email, manhorpod at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm still waiting to make a man whore podcast guest to uh listener yeah. connection happen. That'd be that'd be great. I've had I would appreciate it. I and I would appreciate uh doing that for you. All I ask is a couple pictures. That's all. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, yeah. So if you're interested and you're in Denver, or if you want to send me pictures, manorpot at gmail.com. <laughs> no, I've gotten to, uh, I've had listeners get together. This uh-huh. has been some, uh, do, do you, I should, I don't want to assume. So do you still listen to the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm a little behind. That's fine. So recently, there have been this phenomenon of like people I know are going on Tinder dates with people who listen to the podcast. 
I've gone several of these like in the last month. I had one where like my roommate across the hall, he goes on a Tinder date and he meets up with her and says, yeah, no, my roommate's a comedian. They were talking about comedy. He goes like, mm-hmm. my roommate's a comedian and he has uh, he also has a podcast, a sex podcast. She goes, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, it's called the Man Whore Podcast. She's like, oh, I listened to that. Or a girl like I slept with on Tinder. The next week she texts me, says, I'm on a Tinder date. And out of nowhere, he said, hey, Sean in the Dark, have you ever heard of the Man Whore Podcast? I'm like, yeah. Um, or the, making love happen. Yeah. That's or my good. favorite one was uh, my, my friend and, and sometimes partner, uh, Anna Super Slut, who you, you all probably recognize from the impersonal Patreon. Thank you. Roll call. She goes on a Tinder date and she's out with, with CJK, who's also a patron. I'm like, Aww. two people who give money to me every month. And sometimes oh, touch so my great. penis are together right now. I'm like, yes, but I would love to. Wow. I would love for you to find someone who uh, treats you nicely, who yeah. has a, a nice, soft, hard penis. Yes, me too. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Any anything they should know? Anything you want to put in your podcast personal in ad? My, mm, mm, oh, I have a cat. She has a cat. Okay, don't be allergic. Yeah, don't be allergic to cats. Um. I know I'm from Colorado, but I don't smoke weed. I don't drink beer. I don't snowboard. Okay. Do you ski? Or ski. You don't ski? No. I used to snowboard, but I don't like it anymore. So. Okay. Anything else? Favorite book? Uh, a oh. cheesy Tinder bio line? <sighs> no. Do you have a Tinder? Um, I did. How did you come up with your bio? Is there like a website people go to to find just like cheesy templates not that i know of because i i just see stuff i'm like who the fuck came up with this i understand i see sometimes i'm like okay you're trying to be original or you're trying to be clever but like really um i see some kind of ridiculous shit um no one of my pictures is me holding a bottle of wine that's called the pessimist yeah and my profile says something about like i like you know, being outside, going to the gym, whatever, traveling, and being a pessimist, as you can see in my profile picture. Anything, any wants, any needs, anything wants that they need to have. Besides a not weird penis. Yeah. Um, being nice to me, but not not too nice to let's, me, apparently. Let's, you know what? Let's raise the bar <laughs> just a little bit. Just a few, just a few inches few inches um let's get the bar off the ground okay <laughs> i played soccer in college so someone athletic mm-hmm. yeah um mm, someone that likes desserts mm-hmm. those are about it claire you're sounding <laughs> very basic white girl right now <laughs> Yeah, Let's step I'm just it up. being myself. Just being yourself. Yeah. Do you do you do you self identify as basic? So. Um, I'm just myself. I'm I don't. Myself. I don't know. I don't identify <laughs> okay. as anything. Okay. Just who I am. Well, uh, well, I hope we can uh, set you up with somebody, and I hope I hope Denver treats you better than New York has, because so, like I said, the dudes you tell me about have just been so shitty. Yeah. Me too. Uh, any parting thoughts, words? Any impressions? Oh, um, being someone who's like listened to the show and then you sleep with me. So is part? Is there any sort of a anticipation of anticipation? That's not the word. I did it <laughs> twice in a row. Anticipation. 
Fuck me. <laughs> I'm a moron. Uh, was there any anticipation of like, when's Billy going to ask me to do the podcast? Um, I didn't think I made enough of an impression on you that you I would that you would ask. So oh. no. Okay. For the record, I gotta. I mean, I I gotta ask everybody. I'm not in a position to oh, like not you. ask. Again, you make me oh, sorry. Feel I feel so, so special. special. <laughs> yeah. Oops. You know, I'm really starting to understand. Ask anyone who's ever talked to me, if they want to do this, I am starting to understand some of the criticisms <laughs> Paige will give me from time to time. I think I get it now. It's okay. I'm liking you more now that you're being mean to me. I mean, oh, I shit. I didn't even want to be mean. Fuck. Okay. I didn't know I was being like mean, mean. Okay. My no, bad. I'm so no, sorry. No, you're not. It's okay. No. What? You made a, you made a great impression. You were really a hot oh, woman who wanted to come you. sleep with me. Are you kidding me? Perfect. That's all I want in life. <laughs> and you were like a go-to. Here's And the bonus of like hooking up with anyone who's in the medical field is I have <laughs> people I can text be like, what's this bump? And will this cough kill me? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, here's a good question. <laughs> it's very relevant for like 12 hours ago. Can the cervix drop low enough out of nowhere that a uh, during sex you can start hitting it, whereas in you, but you don't always hit it, just sometimes it does that. Paige is recently, uh, we've been recently having a point where like I'm not monstrous, as we all know, and every once in a while I will just somehow hit something it feels bad we have to stop because you're like it feels like you're hitting something and i don't even know what oh. it is and we were thinking like i don't know could the cervix be coming down or something has she had ovarian cysts before or fibroids or something not that i'm familiar with because those can like grow and shrink at certain times and then those those hurt if they get hit I am. Uh, I'm writing down these notes. These aren't for the show notes. These are just the text page after to ask her medical history. Yeah. Huh. Is it? And it's only certain times. Does, yeah, and there's no correlation to like the, what those times position, are. Like position wise. Yeah, we tried all the positions last night just to be safe. I was like, "Do you want to try to get on top for science?" Yeah. <laughs> no, for science. For science. Um, I would track it with her period, with her menstrual cycle, if it's at certain times. Hmm. Okay, she's got a weird periods. She's got the uh, the IUD, and she just mm. has weird periods. But I've never seen her bleed. I've been with her over nine months. Yeah, I'm convinced IUDs she- are great. Yeah, but are you supposed to not bleed with those? Yeah, it's only like 60, 70% of women don't have periods after with an IUD. This, uh, this episode might be coming out around the time Trump is going to get... Uh, inaugurated or he just got inaugurated so you know your birth control uh, is soon not going to be there possibly yeah. uh i recommend iud's as a almost medical professional that is and that's the <laughs> thing i've been reading a lot so there's a lot of i think most of the women hopefully know what that is there's a lot of guys like me where i'm gonna be honest i probably learned a decent chunk of what an iud was about a year ago when i met Paige. Do you want to explain what an IUD is and how that differs from like a regular birth control pill? Well, birth control pill you take every day. Okay. I mean, and like, but it like, is like it's systemic hormones. What's a systemic hormone? So it goes through all of your bloodstream, it affects everything. An IUD is a little thing, it's like in half an inch long, and it goes into your uterus. And uh, depending on, well, the 
IUD most people have is a hormonal IUD, and so it releases those hormones, but locally, just within the uterus ovary area. So why do you get a period sometimes with a birth control pill, but not with like an IUD? And by period, I mean like the blood, the menstrual blood. Because a birth control pill, you give hormones, 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 and then you take away those hormones, and then the lining of your uterus sheds. Okay. It depends on, you know... The hormones that are in the pills, they vary each pill, and then it makes you have a period when you stop taking them. And then with the IUD, it works by the hormones are in your uterus, and they prevent the lining of the uterus from getting really thick. So then there's nothing to really shed. So it never sheds. Because there's nothing. It doesn't build up because the hormones that are usually there that make it build up aren't being blocked so a period with an iud is like all the emotional eating without any of the blood yeah 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 okay is it is it bad uh from a medical standpoint do periods almost always give the psychological emotional uh symptom i don't want to call it symptom but like reactions like i you know the whole period i don't know i'm not doing it to be insensitive i'm trying or or offensive. I'm just trying to learn. Is that? I think uh, every woman is different. Okay. I think everyone's affected differently by it. And that's why saying "Hey, are you on your period?" is like a terrible thing to say when you think someone when she's mad at you because maybe she doesn't do that when she's on her period. Maybe she's just pissed. Yeah, maybe she has a good reason to be mad at you. But like, and blaming it on a period is demeaning and condescending. But Claire, I'm a man. Like, how did I do something wrong? <laughs> That's right. You can never How do did anything I, wrong. Um, or let me t- to quote many a man who's similar to myself. But I'm one of the good guys. So like, mm. how did I couldn't have messed up? As we've already heard, where I've very accidentally uh, insulted you, maybe once. <laughs> I hope it was only once. Maximum two times. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what birth control do you use? I have an IUD. You have an IUD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, now, didn't IUDs used to be dangerous or something? Um, There's a reason why they weren't popular at some point, right? Yeah, they used to be, like, bigger or, I don't know, the way people, they didn't have a good way to put them in. And so sometimes they would scar the inside of your uterus and then you couldn't get pregnant afterwards mm-hmm. or even, like, perforate the uterus, like, Shit. break through it. There are strings and, on the thing, right? Yeah, you're so supposed can to it- check every month or something you're supposed to check yourself yeah. just like go boom yeah i've never done it but you're supposed to do it all <laughs> i feel like i would realize if a piece of plastic fell out of me oh you're supposed to check if the iud itself is there yeah for the strings you're okay supposed to check for the strings right but so can guys hit the strings yeah. if fucking you now yeah. what are the strings made of like is this something that could be dangerous no i want to take something that's about your safety and control over your own <laughs> body and i want to make it about me can no. So there's no like danger with guy. Okay. No, but if you give her an STD, the strings are there, and it's easier for things to spread into the uterus and become a bigger infection. Yes, she told me uh, we had a. I will do my best. We had a gonorrhea. I think it was a gonorrhea scare Uh back in like August, maybe. Uh, Like I had sex with someone at a play party, and I thought everything was fine. And we used the condom, but you know, had the oral exchanges. Anyways, I get a text like a couple weeks later saying, Hey, I tested positive for uh, gonorrhea. And so I had to get 
uh, tested like mouth and genitals. And she was nervous because she's like, if she, if I got in and gave it to her, cause we don't use condoms together. And it was like, if I gave it to her, you know, she's like, it could really fuck me up because of the IUD. Do you want to explain that? Like why, why cause she said some with like a fallopian something tube explosion. I don't know. I didn't really understand. It was all lady stuff to me. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Oh, I'm the, I don't know about the fallopian tube part of it, but I guess because the strings are like a direct route, usually the cervix is closed very tightly. Okay. So nothing can get in there. She's holding and up her <laughs> hand with like a closed cervix. side fist. But if the little strings are coming out of it and like the bacteria gets on the strings, it has a easier route to get up into the uh, uterus and I guess potentially into the fallopian tubes. Okay. I think why back to the, the poking it with my dick. I think the reason why I was concerned is because I, I guess I assume the strings are made of copper because I'm retarded. I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why. And I thought like, Oh my God, I'm going to stab myself with something metal. No, they're very soft. Like, like it's the walking dead and like they, the strings are sticking out of the car, which is the, the uterus. And the, my dick is a zombie. Why it walks did you into think it. that? I don't know. I'm a moron. We don't teach our kids in schools. <laughs> so the fuck do I know? There's a copper IUD. The copper part is in it, the uterus. Okay. No- Wait, then what are the strings made of? They're just, just like the strings. strings. Yeah. How is that secure in a liquid environment? Do you think the vagina is just like swimming and it's like an ocean? And <laughs> how much? How how much less would you ever want to have sex with me again if I said yes? Do you think it's like? What do you think the vagina is like up in there? I'm, I'm, I feel shamed. I want to use some buzzwords, some <laughs> I liberal see buzzwords. You draw I feel like a vagina. I feel dumb shamed. Um, and uterus and women's anatomy. Oh fuck! I definitely can't do all that. I know it's this, um, because I learned that. <laughs> okay, he's drawing Hold on. a diamond. Hold on. So. I know that this diamond thing is apparently not a pussy, um, uh-huh. and I have an arrow under the the uh, pubic hair. It says clit somewhere. Uh, okay. So I know that's wrong. Um, so I have this this shape, it's right? Like a funnel. Yeah, the funnel thing, and then okay. there's like tubey stuff, right? And I think there's there's a big. Uh, a baby maker here mm-hmm. and you said uterus and cervix like those are separate things so i'm gonna assume that that's the cervix but it's got like a tight hole you know like that butthole mouth that trump makes you know when he like personally mm, you know so i'm yeah. assuming that's cervix okay that's vagina and uh and that's clint eastwood because i don't know why but he's he might be there who knows yeah that's that's kind of right that's, that is mostly right yeah yeah. That's that is not great. a complete moron. I pay attention when I'm in the doctor's office. Yeah. But where's all this liquid that. The- it, I just assume everything inside the body is liquid unless it's an object. Like if you cut open anything, I'm just assuming there's going to be liquid there and then stuff. At minimum, blood. I mean, blood's a liquid, so blood's going to be around. And if it's not blood, then there's a thing. And I don't know if you're fingering her the right way, there's supposed to be some sort of ejaculate fluid in a place. Oh, maybe maybe the maybe the uterus is just uh, hanging around in a bunch of ejaculate waiting to come out. Maybe I know nothing. 
I'm a product <laughs> of my education system. And what's scary is like I'm one of the smart ones. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's the best I could do. Yeah. No, that's good. You you know stuff. <laughs> what other types of birth control? There's are there? There's the IUD. There's the there's the pill. There's tying your tubes, and then is there anything else that we're missing? There's if, like a patch. There's the Nuva ring. There's the Implanon. The the ring was great. Oh man, I um the, the doctor Sarah who who's on this show oh, like two years ago. Um, she had the Nuva ring, and we were having sex, and I was banging it. That's why I was yeah. thinking about the IUD. So like my dick was hitting it. And she's like, oh, just hold on a second. And she like Takes reached it, in, take it, put it on the fucking nightstand. And yeah. it's like, okay, get back in there. I'm like, okay. Uh, now, granted, she's a doctor. She knows how to do it. But I don't know. I, how can we trust your average person to like, with such an important thing of putting this new ring in and out? Yeah, that's why everyone should just get an IUD because then you don't have to do anything for five years. And then Because I don't trust the majority of people. Because people, as I've <laughs> evidenced, are stupid. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And then just to, to cover the last thing is the patch is kind of like, it's like the cigarette smoker patch, but it releases hormones. And mm-hmm. why is that not really effective? It is effective. It is effective? Yeah. It's just you have to remember to put it on. Yeah. And then change CRP- it all when you're supposed to change it. And see and- our previous argument of people are stupid. Yes. Cool. Okay. Exactly. Okay. How about the, the male birth control thing? Have you read much about that? Um, I haven't read that much about it, but okay, I feel like it should not be that hard to do. I'd take a pill. Yeah. 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 And then there'll be way more. Uh, the problem is, I, I bet you there's going to be a rise in STDs uh, because everyone's yeah. going to be like, yeah, we're getting raw dog. Nope. Nope. Still got to use condoms. Yeah. Oh, well. Those are important. But people, including Billy Persida, are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes up for any accidental insults I threw your way. I think I remember to remind everyone how hot you are uh, multiple times just in case to make up for it. And she's also really smart. And, Thank you. I was just going to call you out on that. Oh, uh, it's yeah, smart. She's probably got opinions on things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really don't like it when people compliment my looks. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What about people who uh, have only drink peach vodka and <laughs> hung out with your friends once or twice with you <laughs> as um, long as you appreciate other things about me besides the way i look of course of course okay it's just they they can hear how interesting they can hear how good you are they just can't see you okay so they preserve right. your anonymity thank you oh. okay well i feel like i have awkwardly uh <laughs> made you uncomfortable enough <laughs> Would you care to would you care to do a shot of the peach vodka? I would not. No, you would not. I would not. <laughs> well, I am going to keep this around. Yeah, you should. As keep a that. I like I honestly if I'm being purely honest is I do like to keep it around. Uh not just cuz it's alcohol sitting around, but like it is a reminder of like a really fun night I had uh with Claire. Uh-huh. And uh and then I was so happy that uh, I got to have another one. <laughs> And then you were like, why is that still here? I'm like, because it's, I don't know, it's a nice, it's a fun <laughs> reminder. That's why when I was, when that woman, Emily, broke my heart a ton of times. Oh, not a ton. When that woman, Emily, broke my heart, you know, I couldn't have monkey shoulder. I had a bunch of empty bottles of monkey shoulder whiskey. Do you remember that? No. No, okay. I had a bunch of empty bottles of whiskey lying around. Monkey shoulder was a brand she introduced me to. She broke my heart. I had to throw them all out because... I don't want to remember that, but I enjoy remembering you. 
and I am glad you came uh, out to Brooklyn to the podcast to uh, to remember and reminisce and uh, and then remind me how much of an idiot I am. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Oh, uh, final parting question. Just like keep things uncomfortable. Would you ever have sex with me again? Not right now. Not right now. I wasn't pitching right now. Okay. Unless you were pitching right now. No, I'm kidding. You're kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. But not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on. And why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye, everybody. <laughs> Well, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Claire. I know I did. If uh, when when I'm drawing the diagram of the inside of a woman for uh, to show Claire how ignorant I am about the female body, uh, I think I'm actually going to post a picture of that on the Manhor Podcast subreddit and the Manhor Podcast fan page. So if you want to see how dumb I am, uh, you can see my sketch there. Uh, uh, I hope you also enjoyed that teaser clip of my bonus episode with comedian and sex addict Jenny Young. If you want to find more of her, you can find her uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash heyjennyyoung. That's J-E-N-N-Y-Y-O-U-N-G. You can also uh, check out her web series on YouTube, Cooking with a Sex Addict. Man, there are so many different ways to get in touch with and, uh, and communicate and interact with me, uh, that man whore guy. On the internet, folks. On Facebook, you can like the Man Whore Podcast fan page. On Twitter, uh, I am at the Billy Persita. Use the hashtag Man Whore Podcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. I love getting your emails. I love hearing from you. Uh, send your comments, your questions, your booby pictures uh, to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. On there, there are individual comment threads for every episode. I also post uh, pictures. I make announcements. I ask questions. I also post uh, articles that I'm quoted in all on there. Uh, for you Redditors, it's r slash podcast. But uh, I hope you all enjoy yourselves. Next week, I've got a uh, just a fabulous episode with the author of my favorite book of 2016. Next week, we're talking to Jillian Keenan, the author of Sex with Shakespeare, which all of you should go out, buy, read it, and then listen to next week's show. But until then, stay slutty.